We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Misfires there. Knicks get the rebound. Randall begins to quickly corner three. It's good for Emmanuel quickly. Hamdi M. Grimes has nice playmaking potential. Want to see more of that? Hashtag confident OB Hamdi on point. Like that's this is this is this is my two of my big takeaways from the game. Confident OB is 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 OB is the OB that we need. Grimes with his playmaking, like DJ said, didn't hit a three tonight, but still had a great impact on the game on both ends. Um, able to attack off of teams closing out to him hard and he can get into the paint and he makes good decisions. You know, he's either going to make a, a really nice dump down pass to, to a big like Mitch rolling to the paint, or he's going to spray it out and, and kind of start that process all over again with somebody else kind of pump faking and attacking close out. So I really like Grimes's playmaking potential. I, I do want to see some of that unlocked a lot more. Um, and yeah, confidence with Obi is, is everything. If he can work on his ball handling, I think his confidence will come with it because he'll have an ability and a belief in himself to get to where he needs to on the court. And right now, I don't think he, he thinks that he can. Um, and we also saw some good defense from Obi. I want to say as well. Um, he did, he did pretty solid on Kawhi, I think at, uh, the last possession of the first half and, and didn't really get exploited for, I didn't, not to my eye for most of the not game. To, so. Neither, uh, uh, didn't seem to get exploited either to mine. And it, I think the Clippers are a decent matchup for him in the sense that you know, you're not getting a ton of rim attacks by them when especially when Russ is not playing. Yeah. It's a lot of mid-range, a lot of um shooting from the perimeter. So I think if you know the thing that really I struggle with with Obi is his ability to protect the paint when that's required. And I don't think that this team can really the Clippers that is expose that deficiency. I thought his he was confident and it was nice to see and I don't know if he had a a, a inkling that he was going to get extended minutes with uh, Julius sort of, you know, in his own head True. ended up only playing 13 and in, in change. So it didn't really <laughs> pan out. Uh, it felt like he played more than he did. And I don't know if it's because he, it just seemed like he, he was on the floor more and just doing things. And I think it was a product of how well he played and how, much he was in all you were the aware that he was I on was the a, court right yeah. I, I didn't forget <laughs> about him standing in the corner <laughs> sort of waiting for the pass to come his way he yep. was he, he had a really strong game and hope he can continue to build off that absolutely totally agree well, right, what do we what got next we got uh, dom again all right dom again with the any real concern on randall's legs and mental short-term end of a back-to-back and long-term um yeah, I mean, I to me it's a concern, and I, I guess I'll I'll take the the fatigue part of it. I don't know if that is the big driver here personally. I think 
we're, we're dealing with a, a guy that made a ton of really tough looks throughout the season. His volume on three point shooting is uh, at a, obviously at a career high. He's made his uh, um, some of the most, you know, he's amongst the league leaders in three point makes this season, but he's not a great shooter. And, and guys that take a lot of threes that aren't great shooters that take a lot of contested looks are going to have games where things are not, um, in line for him. So I think that's part of uh, what's going on. He, I think he could be just going through a, a slump, but certainly his, the, the mental part of it, it can cause these things a snowball. And it almost did to the point where it was going to get ugly today. And luckily Johnny Bryan, who had that moment where he swore, he brought Randall over, looked him in the eye, not sure what he said, didn't, couldn't read the lips, but clearly calmed him down to the point where Randall was able to get to the bench kind of resolve himself to uh, getting back in the game. And then after a nice little yeah. rest, get back in, didn't play, play well, but I thought that uh, Johnny Bryan's impact, his relationship on with Julius uh, was important there. Totally. I, I totally agree with that. I think that's a good spot. Um, and, and to Dom's comment, like my main concern with Julius is the long term in terms of his mental. I, I don't want it to snowball and this to kind of build on itself in the wrong way. Um, you know, I want him to be able to take a step back and regroup and regather himself and get back into into a good mental standing like he has been most of the season. Um, I think this was kind of the biggest, uh, I don't want to call it an outburst, but the biggest like um, adamant animated Julius that we've seen in terms of being frustrated with the refs. And and for good reason, I, I think that Julius was getting a lot of fouls that weren't called. This was just a really physical game on both ends. It's hard for me to say it was really biased towards the Clippers, but um, I think there was just a lot that they were letting go. And, and, and it makes sense for Julius to get frustrated with that. Well, let me ask you this. So does that worry you in terms of the playoffs? Because I would, I would imagine this is going to be yeah. more like the playoffs and That's what we've point. seen uh, throughout the year up to this point. So if Julius is struggling with that physicality and maybe the call is not going his way or the call is just not happening in general and the refs allowing these guys to, to move, bump him around a little bit. Such a good point. Kind of a red flag, right? I think, I think that this is going to be a strategy for teams. Can you get in Julius's head? Can you kind of be physical with him? I think Morris was doing it entirely intentional. You know, Morris has a track record of this being physical, kind of being underhanded about it, doing things that when he knows the refs is not, or the refs are not looking. Um, and that gets Julius, is frustrated like it absolutely does so do you notice how when morris does it he does it almost with a sly smile the whole time and i think that's sort of what you're alluding to there is that yeah. he knows exactly what he's doing he knows and yeah. even though he's had moments where he's lost his cool a little bit i think he's in more control than he lets on and especially Julius, as he's yeah. gotten older i think oh, yeah. morris is like now just like knows his role and now he knows that's part of his role and he knows that he needs to keep a check on himself but yeah. also can he trigger the other the opponents and a guy like randall is going to be a target for teams yep. um, with things like this so i think it's a big concern i agree with you i agree with you and hopefully against the lakers he can uh, turn that around um, yeah, good to go, JP. Damn, Dom Cappuccini coming through. Thank you so much, Dom. Appreciate it. JB is such a difference to this team. I appreciate RJ, but this team needs another star for when JB and JR are out or off. Totally makes sense. Um, depending on which star, it could raise up this team to top three in the East. And I think, Dom, this is like a lot towards uh, Jonathan Macri's point um, recently when he's been talking about like kind of RJ is 
the big factor in how far this team's going to go and could be the biggest swing factor um, on any team that is going to be in the playoffs. If RJ plays really well, is efficient, is um, you know attacking, is playing good defense, this Knicks team, I believe, and 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 you know, DJ, you may disagree with me, and that's all good. I think this team can make an Eastern Conference final. If RJ is going to play like he played today. I, I think this could be a first round out for this team. So, so there's yeah. a big swing in, in range in terms of how far they can go. And I think a lot of it is going to come down on RJ. Of course, moving forward long-term, they are going to need another star. That's, that is the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but this team right now, this season, this year, I think a lot, I think no matter how well Emmanuel quickly plays, a lot is going to come down on to RJ Barrett. I agree with you. They need his, his creating his ability to draw fouls, his ability to generate offense. And that second unit when Randall and Brunson are, are, you know, getting a rest and RJ is leading that hard, quickly Hartenstein, um, top in lineup, uh, which I think at times look pretty good. So f- yeah, I'm in lockstep with you. I think he is, and 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 uh, Macri for sure. I think he is the biggest swing uh, player on this roster right now. I, I we had mentioned Obi. I think he's part of that in in a small on a smaller degree. I looked his uh, three point percentage. We were talking about Obi Toppin earlier. Last 15 games, he's at 17 percent from three, and his overall three point shooting is down to under 33 percent. So it's been a a while since he's uh, connected on uh, three pointers on a consistent basis. But yeah, I am in complete agreement. If RJ plays well, this team can get to an Eastern conference final. I think, you know, the Milwaukee matchup, obviously if they stick in that four or five is a, a doozy, but RJ is good enough and he's shown it in the past. I mean, that's the thing. It's not like we're yeah. talking about a guy th- with, with all theoretical ideas. He has shown in, in the past stops and starts. Hasn't been, Consistent, I get that, but at almost 23 years old, um, we need him to be the guy that, uh, you know, not a superstar, but a really good player on a really good team because I thought that's been this, that was a ceiling for him. And if he turns into that guy, then yeah, I think this team can, can win a couple of rounds for sure. Totally. Yeah. I think a ton comes down to RJ and, and, and like you said, I think you made a great point, which is that we've seen it out of him. It's not like, you know, we're, we're, we're hoping for something to happen. That's never happened. It's just got to happen and it's got to happen more consistently. So totally agree. Yep. What else do we got? MDM again, I don't know if I should be angry or disappointed. It's a good, good question. Actually. Uh, Randall has to be a better leader. Kawhi is a beast. Uh, yeah. I'm not angry personally, I am a bit disappointed in how the last couple of games have, have turned out and for, for different reasons. And uh, the Charlotte game is out of its own uh, animal in a way. Uh, but yeah, Randall has to be a better leader. I think he's been a better leader throughout the season. And we, I think he deserves this moment. If this is the moment, if this carries over and we get the Julius of, of last season, more often as this team is battling for playoff positioning, then that's a problem. But if Julius has this moment and he's, and he gets himself out of it, I'm not going to critique him. I think that, you know, every player or most players, you know, they could deserve a mulligan. And I feel like he's had so much positivity in terms of his leadership this season that uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm hoping that he can figure this out. And yeah, Kawhi, absolute beast, 38 points, <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, robotic in, in a lot of ways, Insane. but showed his athleticism uh, on that transition dunk and his ability to get over the top of uh, defenders in the mid range is almost unmatched at that spot. He's a phenomenal mid range shooter. And part of the reason why, you just can't quit this uh, Clipper team when you look at it uh, on the NBA as a whole, because when these two guys are playing great, 
I know the ancillary pieces may leave a little bit to be desired, but they are two guys good enough to carry this team pretty far. And, Absolutely. you know, Kawhi's healthy. He's still a top 10 guy, maybe top five overall player in this league. I think could be top five. Just the yeah. fact that he can, the fact that he's like a guy like KD, uh, the kind of guy who can just get to a spot and there's just nothing you can do about it. He, nope. It's like, is he going to miss or not? Um, there's not many guys like that. Kawhi is one of those guys. And then on top of that, what he does, what he brings to the defensive end, like guys who, who, who do this scoring in the mid range and who can attack the basket and who are elite offensively don't also get like, can lock down your best player. Yeah. Um, you don't see and that. They, and they have two guys that can, that can do it at times. And they have two guys who can that's, both do it at that's, times. That's it's, why it's this team has such a high ceiling. And uh, I would not be excited to play them if, if they're healthy for sure. No, not excited at all for any team in the West. And, and, and to the Randall point, I think there was a lot of talk about how last year Randall's miscast as like the best player uh, on the team should be more of like a second or third best player. Um, to me, that's definitely true, but I think there, he's more miscast as the primary leader on the team. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a really strong ancillary leader as he has been this year. Um, I think he needs a, there needs to be a primary leader with Randall and we've seen that in JB. And I think there's a big difference. Like we talked about some of the intangibles when JB is out, he, he has that leadership. He is that calming force. He is that guy that they're going to look to JB and he's going to be just like super calm. Maybe he'll get mad at the rest for a second, but he composes himself and he's back at it. And for you to say that on that. Yeah. And you're the, you're the numbers guy and you look at things in a very analytical way for you to, and I think you're hundred percent right for you to say, there's something else going on there in terms yeah. of how JB is a calming influence, I think speaks to how true that, that statement really is. And I see it. I think most Knicks fans see it. I think, uh, you know, it, it's a big, it's a big deal and they just need him back for his scoring his all, all those other things he does on the court, but for his ability to calm things down, especially when things are going the other direction, when things are haywire, absolutely massive. Yep. Couldn't say Couldn't have said it better. Thanks so much, Hamdi. Appreciate that. Uh, is it on me? I think it is. Yes, it is, sir. Juanon, what's up, man? Uh, how many games would the Knicks have won without Jalen Brunson? <laughs> That's a tough question. Uh, <laughs> we can start to try to think through that. Um, how many texts would Randall have? I think that speaks to what we were just talking about. Really mm-hmm. interesting. And is RJ Barrett feeling uh, the frustrations voiced by Cam Reddish? Uh, lots of questions after tonight. Oof. Yeah, these are really great questions. Um, yeah. I kind of want DJ to start so I can yeah. take the pressure off myself to answer these. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a lot there. I feel like this could be its own like show, just breaking yeah, down these absolutely. Uh, queries. But how many games would the Knicks have won without? I I mean, uh, wow. I don't, I think we're talking five to six games, uh, decrease, I, I, which I, I don't yeah. know. You're, you're the numbers guy. Is that put you all NBA level in terms of the value you bring to a team? Uh, I think that's probably around where I think that, you know, there's so many games where yeah. I just, I, in my mind, I'm picturing Brunson making a play in the fourth quarter where there just wasn't anything else going on or drawing a charge, just making a play. And his shooting is such a gravitational force as a spot up shooter as well. There's just so many factors there. So obviously it would be much less hard to put a specific number on that. Just to that question, I I, I want to say, I think it's more, um, I think it's more and it's so tough. Me again, like we talked about me being the analytical data driven person, it's super hard for me to talk about this, but I just think 
just just his 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 presence, just the, the, the leadership that he brings. I think he makes other guys play better, not just with his play, but also with his with his with his aura, with his vibe that he brings to the game. And so it's really hard to put a, a number on it. I think it could be around eight or something like that. That would put him at an all NBA level. Um, I think it's I think most of the, like the superstars in the league are above that five to six number. Might be around yeah. the eight to eight to ten number, something like that. And I think I think JB's up there. So that means you're in the play play in contention, basically. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that's I mean that's huge. So uh, hugely valuable to this team. How many texts would Randall? Have? I mean more, uh, <laughs> a lot more, because for all the reasons we've talked about, I mean this is uh, couldn't have been perfectly any more perfectly timed uh, for that question. Thank you. And then the R.J. Barrett, uh, Cam Reddish thing. Uh, that's a tough one because I. D- RJ plays a lot of minutes and yeah. I know we talked, yeah. I had mentioned the fact that he had the extended absence in the first quarter, but then Tibbs uh, went right back to him in the third quarter. So I don't, I don't think there's anything there yet. Um, and um, RJ may just view himself and I don't know this to be a guy that deserves 20 to 25 shots every night. He may, and that's, that wouldn't necessarily shock me, but I don't, I, I think that Tibbs has really shown RJ in terms of the minutes and the usage to be, a guy that he values. So I don't, I don't think this is a, a Cam Reddish uh, situation at all. Yeah, I, I agree with that on RJ. Um, I don't think RJ's the guy. I mean, if anything, some of what Reddish said, I think more applies to like Obi in terms of the feeling of, you know, if I'm, I, I have to make every shot that I take. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I, uh, I, I think it more applies to Obi than R. I don't think RJ feels that, that pressure. I think RJ knows he's getting 30 plus minutes for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes into the 35 minute range. So I, I don't think that's coming from RJ. What is interesting and, and not to, to, to put us on a tangent too much, but some of that that was expressed by Cam, as far as like, I got to make every shot. Um, we've heard some of that from Obi Toppin in the past last year, um, saying that he felt a lot more comfortable when he, was, he knew he was going to get a bunch of minutes later in the season. Um, and we also heard some of that from Matisse uh, Thibel actually yeah, good point. recently after his trade saying like feeling like he's playing in just like a sphere of like fear, like fear based play where like, you know, I got to make the right play. If I don't, if I mess up, you know, something's bad's going to happen. Um, and I think they're, it's tough. There are a lot of players who can't play well in those circumstances. There are a lot of guys who are just personally, individually, mentally strong, and they can thrive in those circumstances. I think like Jalen Brunson's a guy like that. There are some guys who just don't thrive in that situation. And to me, I think organizations and coaches need to adjust, you know, their principles and their philosophy to really accommodate and get the best out of those guys. I don't think you could go so far, right? I don't think you could go to complete opposite end and just say, Hey, you know, we're just going to coddle you guys and do whatever you want. But at the same time, I think there needs to be some adjustments made. And I think that's something we're starting to hear about as far as the NBA with guys not feeling like feeling like there's so much pressure on them, not just from the game perspective, but from the coaching and organizational perspective. So great points. And, you know, Tom Thibodeau on the Knicks side and Doc Rivers on the Sixers side, veteran coaches, they, they, yep. they have their way. They have their, they are very tough in terms of, you know, especially their, their role players. And I can, I can imagine it being very challenging for a guy that's only going to get a few shots up in a game. Now, the other end of that is, listen, if you have a team vying for the Sixers, vying for a championship, you're going to have players that are going to get only a handful of shots and are going to have short leashes. That's sort of the product of a great team. And Ken Doc sort of on the Sixers side change his, the way he communicates, maybe it's, it's a communication thing. Maybe it's a, 
you know, when Embiid isn't playing, you let you you allow the leash to be a little bit longer. Yeah. Just sort of giving these guys a little more flexibility, as you allude to, could can maybe go a long way. But yep, you know, to me, these both these teams have uh, aspirations to do some damage in the playoffs. So I have a little less um, uh, sympathy for players in that way, but also understanding totally how tough fair. it could be. Yeah, totally fair. Thanks so much, Juanon. Uh, thanks for you should help produce some of our shows sometimes with these questions. Who's this I think guy? that's you, DJ. Who is this An- guy? Andrew Claudio. It sounds sounds familiar. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, uh, one TLT. First uh, time, long time. <laughs> first time. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> one TLT, baby. First time, long time. Uh, Want to officially pour one out for Robert Cross? The fifty-three wins dream is mathematically dead. That's sad face. Hmm. Get well soon, JB. Well, there it is. Um, uh, Robert Cross has been on the 53 win bandwagon for a while now. And it seemed for a stretch during that nine game win streak that he was going to be uh, proven correct. But alas, the dream is over. Uh, You know, if they can get into that high forties and play well going into the playoffs, I think we'll all feel good about this team, but yeah. Yeah. Low fifties. The dream is, is over. I hope Andrew and all the guys and gals are having a, a good time wherever they're having a good time Yeah, uh, right now. But yeah, that the, the dream is uh, over for 53 wins. I, I had started calling him the prophet Robert Cross for yes. the, the hashtag 53 wins. Maybe next year though. Maybe next year. We'll see yes. depending on what they do in the off season. But yeah, uh, Andrew Claudio. So, I mean, I hope you guys are having a great time. Like DJ said, um, hope that you didn't let the fourth quarter get you down too much. We're having a blast on the post game. So thanks for the, thanks for the super Andrew. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? I get extremely busy this time of the year. I'm watching basketball games, recording podcasts, and brainstorming ways to trade your favorite Knicks. So I try to save time and skip the grocery store when I can. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. With keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. You know that your Factor meal has all of the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, there really is no easier way to eat well. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. Don't hesitate. Head to factor75.com slash filmschool60 and use code filmschool60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code filmschool60 at factor75.com slash filmschool60. To get 60% off your first box. Busy. What up, Busy? Um, Knicks this season. Now 0-1 when John sits in the corner of the bar and not have fun. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, shout out to the KS- KFS for hosting a great watch party. That, there you go. I'm so glad to hear it was great. Um, yeah, we need I, some photos or at least one of John photos, in the corner of the bar. Stories, especially yes. if John's in the corner of the bar. <laughs> Definitely need photos of that. Um, I can see evident. him just like, you know, t- you know depressively uh, talking to like the bartender, just like, oh, we had so much promise. <laughs> And then JB's foot and it was going so well. And I was going on these post games and it was like, everyone was beaming and it was, it was happy go lucky. And now I have to go on and talk about a team with, you know, Brunson being out indefinitely and Randall losing his head again. Uh, I could, I could see it. So I, I, I want some visual proof though. Need a photo. Uh, Need something. We we need videos, visuals. Uh, I was going to say, I'm glad that you know, before the game, I was thinking like, I'm glad that we're doing the front end of this back to back and John's doing the the back end of the back to back. But 
you know, it didn't work out. <laughs> Maybe it'll be even worse tomorrow. Hopefully not. Be. But uh, glad the KFS watch party was great. That's really good to hear. All right. Soggy bun 65. Uh, JB truly is the X factor. We agree there. Randall has shown he will revert to bad habits without JB's calming style of play. There you go. XJ, exactly it, what yeah. you were saying. And mm-hmm. RJ ain't it. Even the eye test. He just looks slow and prodding with a lot of mental lapses. No explosiveness. So, uh, you know, we talked about ad nauseum, I feel like, what JB brings to the roster in terms of his calming influence. We we both agree with um, you there. He, it's a big factor. And then in terms of RJ ain't it, I guess it depends what it is. Because if you think <laughs> it is a, you know, a guy you're running your offense through for 20 pick and rolls a game, yeah, he's not that guy. Which, to me, perfectly fine. Because if he is your third option... He's a good player on a really good team. I think that is still in the cards for him. I don't see any reason why it isn't. Uh, I, you know, he's not the most explosive player, and his the fact that he moves in a methodical, prodding way, I think, can be you. That can go both ways because I think at times he can be really patient and get to his spots and yeah. uses his strength to kind of work his way in and and. You know, he, he doesn't explode to the rim as much as he he can sort of find an angle and get his shoulders in, in front of a, a defender and figure out a way to finish. So I think that can play a part. But when you're not when you don't have high end athleticism, it will cap you in terms of how dominant you can be when you're not a great shooter. So yep. that is, that is something to that he has to contend with. And I think it's been a battle for him, at least since his his Duke year where, you know, he gets into the paint and that lack of high-end athleticism can hurt him a little bit. But, you know, as you had mentioned, he is such a important factor for this team in terms of where they can go. Uh, They're a good team with him uh, playing well sporadically. So you just think about where they can go when Brunson's healthy. You get Randall sorted out. We see how well quickly is playing. We, we solve the things that Grimes can do, the Josh Hart impact. Obi may be playing better. Hartenstein, uh, Mitch has been really good through most of the year. So there's this team is deep and good, and it can even go even a level higher with RJ uh, figuring out his shooting deficiencies and just getting his himself back in order in a consistent way. Yeah, I, I totally agree with all that. And I think that to me, uh, if I remember correctly, that, that was the big question about him coming out of Duke is the fact that he, he lacks that high end explosiveness and athleticism. Yeah. Um, and what is and how is that going to translate? And I think it could, you know, RJ, how old is RJ now? 23? Is he? I think he might be 23 he, or uh, just late 20s. Just turned. Yeah. Um, you know, I. He has time to improve. He definitely has time to improve. He's not at his peak or his prime yet. Um, I think the slow and plodding style from RJ can be an advantage. I mean, we see it be an advantage for Luka, a guy like Luka Doncic, not not on the defensive end, but on the offensive end. You know, if you can play your game, not be sped up, take your time. We talk about Kawhi being like a robot. Kawhi's going to do what he wants. You're not going to force him to do something he doesn't want to do. And if RJ can kind of take, take control and be like, yeah, I'm going to be slow and plotting, but I'm gonna get to my spots and I'm going to pump fake and I'm going to turn and I'm going to spin and I'm going to finish with some finesse. You know, I think that that doesn't have to be like the nail in the coffin for his ceiling. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. That's, that's some of what I think on that. Yeah. And just to to kind of tie that point up, I think the the thing that, and we're not comparing him to Luca, you, you you make a great point in terms of his lack of explosiveness, but the things that RJ lacks that Luca has, and a lot of these finishers in the paint that aren't high end athletes is that Luca has got amazing touch. 
Touch. And then we talked about early in the show that deceleration ability, that change of changing of speeds. RJ hasn't mastered that yet. So the touch thing, you know, there's a lot of debate whether or not you can add that in or you can improve on that. I think he can. He's improved on that uh, subtly, but he's never going to be a high touch player or yes. an elite touch uh, finisher. And obviously, the shooting is 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 not great, but. Can he figure out a way to use his strength and then, then use that deceleration, changing of the speeds in the paint? Certainly can go a long way. Yeah. And, and I, I think that you're right. We don't see players come into the league and like, you know, have really bad touch and suddenly become like Steph Curry, like, you know, with finger rolls from outside of the paint kind of thing. Right. But, but at the same time, you know, he can improve on it. And I think he has, I think we've seen some of his bag increase in terms of some of his, uh, his finger rolls look a lot nicer than they used to when he was earlier in his career, when he would just like bang them off the backboard, like, yeah. you know, his touch has improved. And, and so I, I, I think we will continue to see strides from RJ. I think we just need to see more consistency. And like you said, your point, you know, when 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 Sagi says RJ ain't it, it depends on what what you want it to be or what you mean it to be. Um, I think RJ can be a really valuable contributor to a high level team that's going to compete um, deep in the into the playoffs. Just depends on what role he's going to be in and 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 mm-hmm. how consistent he is. So uh, we'll, we'll thanks so much, Sagi. Appreciate the the generosity. Thanks yeah, a lot. appreciate that. Uh- <laughs> Uh, Hamdi, you? Yeah. yeah, Hamdi M. What's up, man? Thanks again. Thanks so much for another one. DJ slash XJ. You guys rock. <laughs> Appreciate that, Hamdi. Thank you, man. Um, so why not rest Randall a game? Is it Tibbs or Randall or both? Heart keeps showing toughness. Yeah, I... I mean, DJ talked about this earlier. It's kind of like you have to have an organizational philosophy. And then, of course, Tibbs and Randall and Randall's camp and just everyone around the organization is going to have a say in these kinds of things. It's not going to be any one individual. Um, I don't think Tibbs is just making the decision in a vacuum, just like, hey, you're, 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 we're playing. You're playing every game. I think that Randall wants to play. If I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, take this with a grain of salt. I don't know if there's something about like not wanting kind of Obi to start and get a bunch of minutes and play really well. I know we've seen in the past when Obi plays really well, that affects Julius's uh, mental, you know, I, I, it could be some, some of that, but that could just be complete speculation. It is complete speculation. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Randall wants to play that. That's what I'm trying to say. I think that Randall wants to play every game. He expressed his comments about being kind of, against load management. He puts a ton into his body. Like the guy works insanely hard. No one can take that away from him. Um, so I think he wants to play and he's matched up with a coach who wants to play his guys every minute. It's just like a, a marriage that results in a guy playing near 82 games in a season, which we don't see very often anymore. So it, it's just tough. Yeah. I, I don't know what you think about that. Do you yeah, think? I agree. Then plays a style at six nine two fifty That is bruising. And especially in a game like today, where he's not only delivering the blows, but he's receiving them. So it, it, yeah. it, it, it kind yeah. of enhances the, um, the sort, sort of physicality that Randall exudes in a game on both sides, whether it's from the opponent or from him. He plays a, he plays a very physical style, and it's something where it seems like the organization has really allowed the head coach to make these decisions. And if Randall and Tibbs are in lockstep and I don't have any reason to believe they are not, I don't see if Randall is physically healthy that he won't be playing. And then lastly on that, Josh Hart. Yeah. He's his toughness is unbelievable. I mean, you you talked about his ability to generate offensive rebounds and just where (laughs) his motor just doesn't stop. Insane. Yeah. It's incredible. It's, it's, it's something that 
really, you, you just assume he's going to like take a possession off and just like get a breather and it never happens. And he gets the benefit of not being in, you know, he's not a guy that that's required to score a lot on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe he can, he can make, he can kind of make his muster on that yeah. side in terms of his energy, offensive rebounding and pushing it in transition, but his toughness is great, but he's also very, very skilled. Uh, very he's skilled, skilled in player. unique ways, right? His finishing, his passing ability and uh, his uh, ability to shoot from the corner, I think is an overall positive when he just releases the ball. There's some, there are times where he just won't take the shot which is frustrating. He just needs to shoot it. And it's something that is, has uh, gotten better since his uh, blazer uh, run, but not where I think it needs to be, but he's yeah, his toughness is incredible and he shows it every game. Incredibly tough. And I think it's great that Hamdi said that, um, you know, Mensa Mensa always compares uh, heart to a third down running back, uh, a guy like a Brandon Jacobs, you know, he's going to come yeah, man. You're That's not going to stop point. him from getting the first down. No, <laughs> he's just, his motor and toughness is ridiculous. And, and I'm really glad that you mentioned DJ, like he's also super skilled. Like he, it doesn't look pretty. It's not like, you know, the pirouettes that JB is doing, but he has a ton of skill. And we saw some of that, that, that fadeaway turnaround midi that we saw mm-hmm. from Josh Hart. We don't see it too much, but they don't ask him to do that stuff. You know, we don't want to have to see too much of that, but he's capable. He's capable when he has confidence. Um, and he's always confident in transition, pushing the ball, pushing the pace, getting to the rim. It's, it might not look pretty, but he's very strong, very skilled and very tough. So hundred percent agree on that. What else do we got? Kevin Nolan with just the, the $2 super chat. Thank that. you so much, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks for the, the, the support and the contribution. And we got Dom again. Uh, welcome DJ. Thank you so much. Um, happy to be here. It's been, this has been really fun and glad to do this with XJ, my guy. And uh, one of these days we will win during a KFS watch party. <laughs> these next two uh, have to be must win to avoid play in flirtation in the last uh, play in flirtation in the last 10 games. So alluding to the fact that a couple more losses, then we're worried about whether or not the team's going to have to win a play in game to get into the official playoff bracket. So yeah. Is the, let me ask you, I'll, I'll pose it to you. Is this Laker game tomorrow a must win game? Uh, I would not. I, I stay away from the, the must win kind of, uh, uh, you know, monikers on any specific game. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a very important game. Uh, I think that they, I think that the Lakers have been playing pretty well as well. So it's going to be a tough game. I think the Knicks are coming off of back to back given that we're seeing tired legs and, and a lot coming off of that Celtics game following that heat game. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to call it a must win because I don't think they're going to be favored in that game. And I think it's going to be a tough game to win regardless. Um, Despite the fact that they're staying in LA, it's not like they're traveling, but at the same time, I think it's going to be difficult. I wouldn't label it a must win. I'm looking at the standings right now. The Knicks are in six, um, 39 and 30. They are in a virtual uh, tie with the nets for fifth. So it's just, you know, percentage based. Um, The heat are, you know, two and a half games back of the Knicks, 30, 36 and 32. Um, so they have a little bit of a cushion. I don't think it's a must win. I think getting out of this West coast trip with, you know, a win or two is, is sufficient and then just do well when they come back on the East coast. So I I think to me, I don't think tomorrow's a must win, but I think it's very important. I think this is something to be concerned about. 
Yeah, I would agree with you. And you mentioned Lakers playing a little bit better. Uh, the the trade they made has really injected a lot of life into this roster, even without LeBron. Uh, yeah. Vanderbilt is all over the court. So Vanderbilt's insane right now. If, if Julius Randle, probably not the guy you want to see tomorrow <laughs> after today's game, just in terms of the energy no. and the physicality and the absolutely. Effort. Yeah, it's such a good point. Yeah, I think tomorrow might be tough, unfortunately, but hopefully we can pull it out. I don't think they need to win it, but I think after that that's when they'll start to become more must win games. I think Miami can Miami. I don't think is going to surge that much. So we'll, we'll see coming up. What else do we got? Uh, Duran visual variant, never going to happen, but Randall needs some load management. Uh, you know, this is, this is, this is to the big question philosophically that we've been talking about a lot of this post game. I mean, it, yeah. it's really interesting that coming out of the, this game, Randall with such a tough game, uh, you know, his closing line being five of 24, you know, three of 10 from three, um, a minus eight on the game. I, I think this is just the big theme coming out of this game is that Randall's tired. I think we all agree. Um, I'm curious to see if he says it, you know, publicly in any interviews or post game interviews, but yeah, I, I the never going to happen part is, is the big question to me. Could it happen? Is this something that Randall will say, you know what? I, I could use a game, you know, that's going to benefit the team in the long run. Um, I don't think Tibbs would say, no, you got to get out there. It doesn't matter. I think that Tibbs would be open to it. I just think it's going to come down to Randall, either acknowledge, like acknowledging that that's something that he needs and, you know, taking a game. The, the fact is the Knicks have a bunch of time coming up where they're mm-hmm. going to have time to games, uh, days off. Hopefully they're not doing hard practices during that time. They're recovering. JB's getting some recovery time. I would love to see Randall take some load management, but I don't, I don't know that's going to happen. Yeah. And I agree with you. And I just will uh, get this tweet. I want to quote this one. So Fred Katz had uh, Randall on the officiating. You mentioned it uh, multiple times, how he was clearly not happy with how the game was officiated. Yeah. So when Randall was asked about it, his quote is, all you got to do is watch the game. When asked about the refs having a no blood, no foul approach, uh, (laughs) he said, quote, and I guess I can, can I curse on? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Say what uh, you got to say. Okay. Quote, oh, there was fucking blood. End quote. <laughs> so that's from the Fred Katz uh, uh, Twitter account. So Julius clearly suggesting that he was, uh, you know, knocked around a little bit and wasn't you know, given the benefit of, of uh, some calls. So maybe that is uh, more in line with the idea that maybe we give him a pass on a game that quite possibly wasn't officiated in a way that was fair or yeah. even. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's a fair point. And I also think, like I said earlier, I think Julius had a right and was valid in his frustration with the refs. There were a bunch of times when I saw he got fouled, he got pushed, you know, a ton of Morris kind of doing shady stuff, but other guys were doing it as well. It seemed like that was just like a Ty Lu, like, Hey, we're going to rough up Randall. He's tired. He'll get frustrated and it kind of worked, you know, unfortunately. So well, to um, your point, Kai, yeah. uh, so Ty, yeah, Ty Lue after the game, Marcus being physical with him, him being Julius kind of got him frustrated. <laughs> so there you go. That's a head coach of go. the Confirmed. opposing team confirming exactly <laughs> what you're saying. So there you go. Yeah. So, and you could just kind of see that that was a theme during the game. They just were they, they, it, it, like Ty Lue said, that was just something they were trying to do and it, and it worked. And 
we're going to probably see it tomorrow again with Vandy, like you mentioned, DJ. Mm -hmm. And so like, I just, you know, I, I really need Randall to recover and not just from a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint. And to me, that's the biggest part of the load management. It's not just the physical toll on his body, but it's the mental break of like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to chill. I'm going to take deep breaths. I'm going to get my, my autonomic nervous system back to a good homeostasis. So I can, you know, perform at a high level and just like take that second to recuperate. So I would like to see it, like, like, like Duran said, maybe never going to see it, but you know, I wouldn't be shocked if we do. What nervous system is this again? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's the biology. I have a psychology background. So okay. I, there I, you go. I just the, threw that in there. But homeostasis. Yeah. I know that's like balance, right? That's keeping things <laughs> yeah. in order that I got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, appreciate it. Yeah, all right. Uh, David Crockett. Uh, I'm not out on RJ. No, no, neither are we, by the way, but I all. think he got too big last summer. No change of direction. Turns like a cruise ship. <laughs> wow. It's like a cruise Coming ship. Coming in hot, David Crockett on RJ. Wow. <laughs> Got to focus on flexibility this summer. So this is a, I, I, I know this is going to get into the weeds a little bit, but RJ coming out of, uh, and we had talked about some of his, um, you know, coming out of Duke, his lack of high-end athleticism, but his flexibility seemed like something that was not a, a high-level skill. And if you notice on, there are some drives where he'll get really upright and when you're upright, you're not lowering your shoulder lower than the chest of your defender. It can get really, yeah. it's much easier to cut that lane off and, and get in, get into him and, and force a bad shot. Totally. And when he can get low, bend at the hips, get his shoulders lower than the defenders, he's much more impactful. So I actually do think there's something to be said here regarding the flexibility because mm -hmm. it's, it's a big thing. And I think Obi has improved his a lot since coming out of Dayton because we talked about how uh, uh, we, it was talked about how his lack of flexibility was going to be a detriment in the NBA. Absolutely. I think overall he's improved that um, in terms of uh, RJ's weight I, that I'm not, uh, I, I would hate to uh, suggest that he is too big or too small to be. I, I really don't know in terms of his, of uh, he seems like he's in, fine shape to be honest he plays a lot of minutes he looks good to me yeah looks, I don't, yeah so i don't i don't think that's the issue but i do think the flexibility thing is something to uh be wary of i, th I think it's a legitimate concern and something that is improvable uh even as a 23 24 year old i think it's something that he can yeah. get better at so yeah maybe he will improve on it dj have you talked about this like the uh flexibility issue and kind of getting your center of gravity lower than your the offensive player in like one of your film breakdowns or anything like that recently um, on the defensive end on the defensive player? end yes yes yeah, yeah. Uh, not really so i've i've done it with uh, on offense specifically regarding rj because it's, oh, okay. it's so night and day regarding yeah. his impact when he can get low and bend at the hips and and get past a yeah. defender I will, uh, I'll make a note of that because I think it is something that maybe is a detriment for him on the defensive end as well, mm -hmm. especially with that changing of uh, uh, angles where, where guys are cutting and he's got to quickly move in a direction yep. that he's not um, uh, projecting. So certainly something I, to investigate. Yeah. The reason I ask is because like, I, I feel like I've heard about this recently and I didn't know if it was something I watched that you did one of your breakdowns, but then I, in my own like pickup basketball games, uh, defensively, I tried it. I was like, let me get really low. Let me get on the balls of my, on my feet and, and let me get lower than the offensive player. And I find that I'm much better able to stay in front of guys when I'm, when I'm yeah. a lot lower. Um, yeah, Grimes feel, is great at it. Uh, Grimes is great at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Quickly. Um, obviously, but those two, if you just watch them yeah. sit into a stance, 
it is phenomenal. And RJ is just inconsistent at that. And it, it might be a product of him needing to really mentally get himself to do it to a mm-hmm. point where it's not as instinctual as maybe a guy like Grimes or quickly. Absolutely. So, you know, he can, and when he has a lapse, it, it really is apparent because when he's upright, his athleticism is really, it's like too much to think about, right? It's like it is. to think yeah. about at once. And, and, and when you're playing these high level guys, you're guarding Paul, you're guarding Paul freaking George in the mm-hmm. NBA. Like you're not really going to have time to be like processing really slowly and thinking about what you need to do. You just got to play on instinct. Mm-hmm. And I think you're totally right. He does get upright a ton. So I think this is a great comment. I'm not sure about the way I do hear people say RJ's overweight right now. I'm not sure. Maybe it's the, he's been lifting weights, like how Mitch did the, the, the previous year and, and, and kind of needed to scale back and get slim and flexible. So maybe mm-hmm. it's some of that. I, I, I don't know enough to say, but yeah, I, I, I totally agree on the flexibility thing. I, I do see some issues there. 